0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to you all. I'm delighted to welcome you to today's fascinating webinar on emotional intelligence and financial systems. Two things we don't usually hear in the same sentence. Charismatic people create new systems and companies that sometimes succeed. And on the other hand, some charismatic people crash markets and countries and economies large and small. So what is charisma and can it be measured by AI? Today, we are privileged to be joined by Professor Kirshed Ahmed, Professor of Computer Science at Trinity Co- College, Dublin, who specialises in AI, neural networks, fuzzy logic, social media analytics and behavioural finance. Trained as a nuclear physicist, Professor Ahmed's work seeks to maximise the potential of computing systems, by enabling them to deal with the different modalities of human communications. His work has been supported by research councils, EU programmes and venture capital funds. Before I hand over to Professor Ahmed, some brief housekeeping points. I'm Charlotte dauber and I'm fortunate enough to manage the FS Club here at CN. And I would like to warmly acknowledge our very generous sponsors who enable us to continue to bring you a wide range of thought-provoking content across finance, technology and economics. The slides for this presentation are publicly available on our website and in the chat box. The session will be recorded and available to watch on our website within 48 hours. And we'll also be holding a 20 minute Q&A session after the presentation. So please use the GoToWebinar chat facility to feed your questions into me and then I can present them to the professor. Now, I'll get out of the way as I'm sure like myself, you're all looking forward to hearing Professor Ahmed's insights. Over to you, Professor.
1: Hi. Hello, everybody. Uh, I am at the Trinity College in Dublin. Uh, Next slide, please. So I have to say this like, uh, yeah, this is all about emotional intelligence and financial systems. Uh, And I'll I'll attempt to define what emotional intelligence is and how it might impact financial systems. Um, This is a new orthodoxy in economics that people's behaviour impacts the markets. Markets are not uh, machines as we have thought before, there is a ghost in the machine as well. Next slide please. So emotion is any strong mental or instinctive feeling as pleasure, grief, hope, fear, etc, deriving specially from one's circumstances, moods or relationship with others. Intelligence is the act or fact of uh, mentally apprehending something, understanding, knowledge, comprehension of something. So we go on to the next slide. So these are this mixture. Uh, so here we go. We're going to play the slide uh, of our Chancellor who spoke on the 23rd of September on Friday, starting at 9.34. The line you see growing up is the stock market, pound movement of pound versus dollar. And the, the Chancellor finishes. Can you, uh, can you see that? And just after that, the pound crashes. It doesn't crash it? few pence, but it does crash. Next slide, please. So the charter speaks and having spoken, moves the market. The speech and the pound sterling. So the next one is the report by Gary Gibbon. I don't know how many of you see Gary Gibbon in Channel 4 News. So play it, please, uh, Peter. Uh,
2: and he is reporting on the event. ...today how many MPs I, I came across who were looking at their phones and looking at graph lines, and they were the graph lines that showed you the pound sliding against the dollar, the graph lines that showed you the cost of government borrowing going up, and and recently uh, one MP just uh, was, was uh, showing me a, a future, a city projection of what interest rates are going to look like uh, uh, in this country. Uh, it's just a forecast in the city, but it was absolutely eye-watering the other thing that really strikes you is the way that uh, Liz Truss's government is behaving like a new government with its own mandate from the people for uh, a bold new direction of travel but that's not what uh, Liz Truss uh, got there on. She's there uh, because of a Conservative uh, leadership contest. She didn't get that many MPs in the first round uh, backing her. And an awful lot of Tory MPs are going around and using words like reckless and madness today. Uh, One of them actually uh, joked to me that uh, there might be letters going in demanding a a no-confidence vote. I think they were joking. It wasn't entirely clear. We now have new battle lines in politics that will define uh, the battles at the party conference. Can you see the, on the bottom, there's a blue graph and a green graph. Blue graph detects uh,
1: anger, uh, joy in Peter, uh, Gary Gibbon's face, and the green graph detects anger. You should concentrate on the line above. And you you must have seen Gary Gibbon's face masked by a green bounding box, and there were little dots. So, our system, this is from one of the emotion detection systems that we are using, our system focuses on human face. It detects a human face, puts a bounding bar on it, and then picks up about 70 facial landmarks, right? And it is the movement of that landmark, is a muscle movement on the face that is related to emotion by a very complex system. Next slide, please, which I'll go through in a minute when I have the time. Go on. So who is interested in emotional intelligence? Sorry, have you sk- sk- skipped the slide? Peter, is it? the next? Yeah, who is interested in emotional intelligence? Psychologists to detect differently able people, leadership and management scholars uh, to see how leaders manage, deal with their emotions and how they show it, crime detection officers to check the emotional state of a subject, or plastic surgeons studying facial, facial anthropometry to see how surgery may impact facial muscle movement. You have Richter smile after a facelift, and that is because they cut the certain muscles which control uh, the movement of the mouth, and movement of the mouth actually can be related to the emotion of happiness. Next slide, please. I think we jumped many slides. Yeah, this computer scientists, why are they interested? Because in computer science, we have outstanding challenges of computer vision, that is detecting a face, in a crowd and then focusing on that face just by looking at pixels or density of pixels other thing is speech understanding understanding over all the noise human speech and the other one is statistical learning commonly abused as machine learning algorithms as they call them this is a very old topic of statistical learning how to tell the computer what answer you say if the muscle movement in one direction is happiness, if it's in another direction, it's anger. And the system tries to learn from that uh, repeated show of example. And finally, computational neuroscience. We show our emotions at a very high level: happiness, fear, joy, um, mm-hmm. anger, uh, surprise, fear, disgust. But there are physical correlates for it. When I'm happy and I'm or I'm angry, my blood pressure goes up. When I'm angry, I remain erect, or I'm very aggressive, I move towards you. When I'm happy, I'm relaxed. But it is some muscle movement, some, some internal organ change. Uh, then we draw very philosophical and social influences from that, okay? So that's how we do. So uh, computer scientists take a speech signal, take a visual data signal, try and recognize human speech, you know, from the sound patterns it detects, ignores all other patterns, then it takes the density of pixels on a, on a face, of the landmarks I just showed you, follows them up, sees changes in them, so it recognizes a human face, recognizes a human voice, then takes it to the other level. How are the pixels moving? How are the sound patterns changing? And then relates them to emotion, and then gives you emotional feedback. So why are they interested? Because we, have, we are going to have a lot of robots working with older people. Robots don't show emotion. And that's one big drawback in their use. Well, apart from holding the tray properly with hot food, there are certain drawbacks in there. So they want to put emotion in the face of robots. Uh, then we do emotional feedback from learners. That is, have they, they understood what I was saying. And then, of course, profiling or covert surveillance I have a very dim view of intelligence services, so I won't go there. Right, next slide, please. So these are the various examples of it uh, used. So at Trinity College, uh, we are into an emotion recognition project. We evaluate emotion detection software by testing such systems on diversified video database. We have a database of 250 politicians, CEOs, official spokesmen of charismatic people expressing. It emotions spontaneously. These emotion detection systems were trained on post videos generally. So, uh, except there are a few exceptions. So we use spontaneous, see how far we can take it. Emotions expressed through facial changes, voice modulation, head pose movement and textual sentiment. These are the various things we do. We use systems that compute, please make a note of that, probabilities of emotion. We're not saying somebody's happy. We're saying it's very probable on all changes I see this person is happy, but it could be my probability calculations would be wrong, like we do in stock market all the time. So could not be happy, but I've accidentally said they were. And we test the statistical significance of difference between outputs of different systems with the same input. So we are running Mr. Kwarteng through two systems simultaneously, And we will make a pronouncement whether happy or not happy, after comparing the output of the two. And if you're not happy, we will tell you uh, that the uh, the emotions we detect in his face depend on who he is, what race he is, what gender he is, and all sorts of things we keep on finding out. Only the statistical significance. Uh, This is a big team. Uh, There are some permanent members, myself and Carl Vogel, a good friend of mine. uh, and we work together. Carl is an expert in AI, and he focuses on language. And of course, now on uh, videos. And their researchers, Deepayan Dutta, just completed his MSC, Yathindra Kidambi, same. Uh, Wen Yang Jiang, Rishi Malpini is still working with us. Arun Sasindran, who's looking at text. Subishi uh, Kemaratil, who is working on uh, curating a database. And Jiashuan Wang, who's looking at high-frequency trading. And the effect of sentiment. Next slide, please. So we look at performance of public speakers and perceptions they may create through their performance are presented to the audience in sound bites, video clips, word clouds, and idiosyncratic gestures. Okay. Uh Keir Starmer may speak for 45 minutes, we'll pick up the sound bites, you know, nationalization or not nationalization. How did he look? What suit he was? And if there's a unfortunately, still if there's a female. Uh, politician, what clothes she was wearing and what her hairstyle was, and that becomes <clears> the <throat> And we focus on word clouds and idiosyncratic gesture. Our former Prime Minister always used to ruffle his hair. When he looked in the camera and thought it wasn't ruffled enough, he would go, do another go at it. The, all these things gives us a gist, a three-second summary of life and business critical issues. Automatic recognition systems can systematically, correctly or incorrectly, create these summaries. These systems learn to identify emotional state through statistical regression. The training data derived from human beings that usually are quite (coughs) homogeneous. They may belong to the same race, speak the same language, or majority of them will do so and there are problems when images from different races, genders, and ages are presented to these That's our long term research. Here. Next slide, please. please. So uh, we will now look at the Chancellor's uh, uh, facial emotion and also his voice emotion. The top one, tops, top graph part of the graph is facial emotion, and the bottom one uh, is, uh, is uh, voice emotion. Voices' emotion is analysed with roughly 2,000 millisecond intervals, and facial uh, emotion is recognised at 33 milliseconds. Very high speed. Uh, green is happiness, uh, and red is anger, and blue is sadness. Play it, play it Peter. I, can, I can't say play it again, Sam. Play it again, Peter. Oh.
2: coming and help is indeed coming. We're taking three steps to support families and businesses with the cost of energy. Firstly, to help resolve the energy price guarantee, or limit the unit price that consumers pay for electricity and electricity. This means the plan of the is to use the typical annual costs of milk for 2,500 pounds. We're household all our self-defense and saving the minimum amount of milk milk based on wealth price. We're continuing. Our existing plans to give all households 400 pounds of bills this winter. So take together. This is being a big president of London in so, yeah, and And yes, absolutely, local, fault. No
1: Okay, so what we see towards the end, the Chancellor got very angry because the heckling started a lot. And you can see generally at the very beginning, he either gave a sad expression, like he shared your misery with you, or some expression of happiness when he brought you good news. Same thing was reflected in speech, but to a lesser extent. Next slide, please, Peter. Now I've talked about, given in my introduction, the notion of CEOs. Now, Bank of England governor is supposed to be neutral. um, uh, And he's supposed to be charismatic as well, because you have to have charisma to to go to people to say, listen to me and do as I say you should do. There you are, that's the bank of emotional performance of the governor of Bank of England, which may have effect on markets. You can play it, Peter, please. And the idea is
2: same that the different colors are different emotions. Pause uh, potentially through also into wages and a much, you know, much a much longer term and more serious inflation problem. And, and, and frankly, if, if it helps, I'll say that again today because it remains, of course, obviously true. Now, what I would say about this meeting is that I think no member of the committee, me included, has as, ever—and we wouldn't, of course—made any statement about. And, and therefore, at the next meeting, you can expect us to do the following: we don't, we don't make those sorts of remarks. Um, I would also make one other observation, which I think is very interesting. I, by the way,
1: okay, so we saw this—that uh, there are changes of emotions on his face—and we have a whole range of videos by by uh, Mr. Bailey at different points in time. And we are analyzing it, and also, as you saw, we try to correlate with stock market movements. Okay, so now I'm coming towards the sort of end of the end of the pro- uh, of my talk. Just to reassure you, next slide, please, Peter. So you've seen I rely on facial landmarks, and I rely on my machine's ability to locate single face, and my machine's ability to locate a single voice. Okay, and that's very important. Us human beings, we can watch quasi Kwarteng in Houses of Parliament, lots of noise, a lot of people moving, clapping and all that, but we focus on Mr. Kwarteng, Okay? And we focus on his voice. Now we are trying, they are trying to develop machines which can pick such things in a crowd uh, in order to do, and they can't do it properly. We have to crop the videos out, a little bit to do that. So artificial emotional and intelligence is the capacity of computers or other machines to exhibit or simulate emotions, the capacity of computers to detect emotional behavior amongst other machines of people, and the field of study which is concerned with the uh, the two. So we're looking at whether machines are good enough now uh, to make a claim like they make a claim in other areas, like storing large amounts of data, searching through large amounts of text, can they do the same thing with images? Next, next slide, please. So how do they do it? I explain what they do. Detect a human face using face recognition algorithms. Select facial landmarks, about 70 or so. Track changes in the relative position of landmarks, which is essentially muscle movement caused or blood pressure also. Train computer system to relate landmarks changes to Changes in landmarks to changes in emotion. We show trained system videos and system to detect emotions from unseen videos. Okay, so basically emotion can be described rather crudely as the deformation of the face. You know, if I do this, I'm uh, if I do this, I'm a- unhappy. If I do this, I'm I'm happy. So this is the basic instinct we have. So we show a lot of videos where people are smiling and we say to the machine, look, there's facial changes in it, aggregate them, and then always generate smile when you see this. Next video, please. Next, next slide, please. So there are many, many companies, uh, facial emotion recognition systems. We use two, Emotient and Affectiva. Both of them have been now sold for billions of dollars to major American companies. Uh, Effectiva is now going to be used and uh, look at driver tiredness and other things uh, in a company which makes um, uh, video systems, uh, camera systems for autonomous guided vehicles, and emotium has been grabbed by Apple uh, to do God knows what they're going to do with this, Something. The speech-emotion recognition system, we have two, OpenSmile and Vocaturi. Both of them are still small companies. Uh, one is, uh, I'm quite proud to say, they're both European, OpenSmile is a German, dutch collaboration, and I think is, um was based in, uh, in the Netherlands. And Effectiva was initially originates from the University of Cambridge. But we are very generous. We give it all to the Americans to make a billion dollars out of it. Next slide, please. So that's the face muscle. You've got lots of face muscle. Let me give you a lecture on anatomy. It's quite gory. Can you see his whole network of muscles? And we are saying it's covered with skin. We are claiming that a camera can see the individual movements of it. So when I showed you my graphs, yeah, my videos, you can see the dot landmarks and a bounding box. Now, I don't think many people have noticed as Mr. Bailey leans, he leans towards this image of Monetary Policy Committee and the system thinks a little bit of his face is on the Monetary Policy Committee monogram. These are mistakes these things make. But there there you are. It's a wonderful area of face, different muscles controlling different areas of face, but interconnected with everything else. There's a whole range of muscles there, and we're trying to capture these muscles indirectly. Next slide, please. So what we say when you're fearful, your mouth corners are stretched, uh, raised and lowered eyebrows and the muscles involved is zygomaticus major frontalis, corrugator, Respect. Uh, and then we are sad, you're pulling the eyebrows upwards, pulling eyebrows together, lips drooping and downwards, disgusted, you have a wrinkled nose, happy, upward oblique movement of the lip, mouth corners pulled outwards and upwards, surprise, dropping the jaw, raising the eyebrows, contempt, raising eyebrows, unilateral uh, smile, mouth corners fold, and these are various muscles. Can you see some of the muscles are involved in all the movements, okay? And some of the muscles are unique. It's a very, a pot shot of the whole thing. So we judge uh, on the left-hand column, we judge fearful, sad, disgusted in terms of these muscle movements. That's a theory, okay. Go on, next slide, please. So what happens, we have trained the systems which are looking whether lips Were tight and moved together. Lips are together, and they were tight. And the system then learns: if you see this, that's angry. And you show them four thousand videos. Most of them, most of people should behave in this fashion, except if your face is not a Caucasian face, then you may have some trouble, right? Or disgust: your upper lips, nasolabia, uh, nostrils, or upper lips or nasolabia. Fear. Is eyebrows inner and eyebrows outer and eyebrows medial or eyebrows, eyes wide. So the system makes these judgments. Happiness is labial uh, and anger, as I said, lips tight. So these are the, the, the judgments people have made and the system learns these movements and relates to emotions. Next slide, please. So what happens when we do emotional intelligence? We pick up a face, we try to acquire a face, home on to a face, normalize the face, segment the face from the background. Even when we segmented Mr. Quatang's uh, face, there are a lot of background, so we have to subtract that, say his face ends here, above his thigh and ends up here, just, just below the line there. Okay, and then we have uh, detect facial features, then we have facial expressions, and then we relate it to emotions. Next slide, please. What happens speech? When I'm angry, my speech rate is fast, my voice intensity level is high and is varying, and my energy in the speech is high, and I have various frequencies. Um, they could vary in terms of level, variability, and counter. And you can see happiness. I have fast speech rate, medium to high level of intensity, Uh, variability is too much, but my frequency is medium and my frequency distribution is slightly different. And the other thing is a voice onset time. But I'm sad, I speak slowly. And angry or, or happy, my voice picks up quickly. And this is how the system detects changes in these physical parameters that you can see on the top and try to relate it to these things. Okay, next slide, please. So automatic speech recognitions look at proxies of emotion. They're not real emotion, they're proxies. They stand in for emotion. Facial emotion recognition systems rely on the identification of a human as a mass of pixels that are found repeatedly with slight variations. These variations are the proxy of human emotions expressed through our face. Speech emotion recognition systems similarly use proxies of human voice. Similar distribution of energy and quality of sound signals may be related to a vowel or a consonant or a pause or a speech onset time. The modulation of these signals are proxies of emotions expressed through our voice. So we can check out. The emotional state of a charismatic public speaker, not just by reading their speeches, but before reading their speeches, but by watching, hearing them. Hearing is not listening. On video, audio streaming services and give posters our likes and dislikes an emotional response to an emotional stimulus. You don't need posters after this, copying, seeing what they do. Machines are going to do that. Next slide, please.
0: Sorry to interrupt dear um, Professor. We've got quite a few questions coming in, so we need to wrap up. I'm just
1: um, finishing my last slide. Okay. You can see the last sentence a long way to go, typical academic. This result I've shown you is five-year study involving 250-plus politicians, CEO, official spokesman. The results we obtain depend on the choice of facial or speech, re- emotional recognition systems, that the race of the individual matters, and sometimes their ages as well. Emotions are assumed to be discrete in my discussion and non-overlapping. Such assumptions dominate current breed of emotional recognition systems. The fusion of evidence from the emotional state gauged from the face and from the voice and from head movement is an outstanding problem. All this is something humans do without thinking. A long way to go, I think, in emotional recognition, but we have a good start to this outstanding challenge of understanding and replicating human emotions. I, I want to end on a high challenge. You interrupted me now. So I want to say this with a great sadness, a long way to go. We have have a good start to this outstanding challenge and replicating human emotions. There are not many people, many of them have been placed by me, so I can ask the questions anyway. Go ahead.
0: Thank you very much um, for that fascinating presentation, Professor. Um, So, first question to kick things off is from Bob McDowell, and he asks, how would you distinguish between emotional intelligence and intuition? Uh, Can intuition play a contributory role in financial markets? Artificial intelligence detects intuition. Is it a recognisable emotion that software recognises and understands?
1: Well, uh, I think intuition is is is, uh, is a human human concept. I won't go there. Uh, but in terms of picking up emotions, I try to explain we detect proxies of emotions. Okay, we just say the face changed this way, and generally, when somebody's sad, this happens. We're trying to correlate it with high frequency data as the speech progresses. But as you could see, while the chancellor was talking, his emotional stimulus was. Quite uh, the, the stock market was quite stable. As soon as it stops, the market stops to dry uh, to 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 dive down. This is an extreme example. Uh, I would say artificial intelligence that does some jobs very well uh, it sifts through large amounts of data. It can perform some diagnostics uh, where human beings may forget some rules of diagnostics, but uh, no, uh, it's very difficult to recognize emotions. You have to. Assume something fundamental about emotions, like they're discreet. You assume that everybody stretches their mouth when they smile or or tightens the lip when they get angry, uh, and we forget the cultural context of it. No, it's not easy, but we can relate it to stock market because stock market people rely extensively on sound bites, video clips, and we can tell them, I have a summary from a machine. It's not selected by a human being. The, the machine looks at the human being and generates a bite of sound bite or a video clip so that would be the difference in the future like publishing stock market movement on public domain now every day every minute has made the market slightly different so i'm very concerned that these pundits come along and say the chancellor was not very happy but let the machine say so if you put the same videotape in the machine the same answer will come the same uh, same pundit will say two different things within five minutes of each other on the same input. Mm -hmm. Right.
0: Um, Andy Crouch has asked, are you assessing emerging NLP technology, especially hybrid AI-driven engines that can indicate sentiment, emotion, psycholinguistics, and psychometrics?
1: Well, uh, people who are in artificial intelligence make themselves aware of what is Happening in psychology in general, right? So we're very, very grateful and dependent on them, but we are not replicating human psyche on a machine, right? We are taking a proxy of it, and the proxies work well. Okay, so in terms of searching a document, we learn something about how human beings uh, uh, write. They use a very small number of words, say about hundred, and they fill the text with it. These are things like a and the. Uh, of in you know what they call grammatical words and they are unique to each language. That's what we learned from our linguist friends who've been looking at this, and that's a very important import into it that went into Google. Every time you type a keyword, it gives you very high ranking of a document you needed, and that has come from a gentleman called Terry Winograd who was a supervisor of both uh, both the two people. Uh, uh, what's the name, Brill uh, Page, and that insight came from there. Insight in diagnostics have come from psychology, but we don't use psychological theories. We inform ourselves and get on with it. We are like engineers. We listen to physicists. We say, oh, stress and strain. Then we go on to build a 100-story-high building uh, where stress and strain hasn't been tested, but everybody's happy to live with it. So we are engineers. Uh, we, are, we keep ourselves informed, and we we try to keep ourselves informed about conflicts in psychology itself. So I just hinted at discrete emotion theory and continuous emotion theory. Big debate going on. So I listen to two speeches, then I go back into my lab and I write a program. Right. So had I not listened to the speeches, I wouldn't have gone to the lab to write the program. But those that program uh, has as much to do with psychology, uh, as a motor car has to do with an iron ore, or, uh, yeah, uh, and how it was dug up. But I must know, iron is... is it, I, I don't think I answered the question correctly, but if they, if they have more, he can write to me.
0: Thank you. Um, Hugh Purser has asked, is there a correlation either in voice or face analysis with breathing and breath control?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, there is a the correlation, but you see, correlation is not causation, okay? <laughs> this is a very important thing people should understand. Whatever I presented, I even tried to, to give you the illusion the stock market movement depends on the chancellor's facial expressions. It does to a point, right? If we had a funerary face throughout, we would be very upset you know, that the economy is doing badly. So yes, there is, um, we, we are very careful, and we keep ourselves aware of human physiology and human anatomy, because that's a very important part to keep us informed. But then if you ask me, do the muscles in my the muscle movement detection in, my, in our systems is the same as human muscle movement? No no, 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 no. Not at all. Our muscles get tired. Our face is sag. I mean, despite plastic surgery, you can tell the face is sagged and the voice grows old so and we repair ourselves. uh, What we do in computer science, we listen to all these people. Then we go uh, into the quiet of our room in front of the best thing we have in the world, our machine, we hack off a program. It works great. If it works in Europe, we sell it to the Americans. That's what we do, right? We run big programs and we sell the three software I've shown you. They're all European but they would not be here because we have lots of venture capitalists here. This is my dig at the financial market. Uh, do nothing, talk a lot, then sell it to the highest bidder outside.
0: Go on. Uh, so next one is from Clive Bullen. He says, have you seen how much actors or actresses can affect the readings by acting out the emotions? Absolutely.
1: Kept- so the, I never take posed emotion. Absolutely. If you take pose, then you lost it. Why do I, and I don't take man in the street, a woman in the street. Because of ethical considerations. I take politicians, they're semi trained actors. They have a script, they rehearse, but boy, oh boy, they look at the audience and they react to it. And because they are not actors, right, and they're listening or feeling the, the, the audience, they change. And I haven't used the phrase here, it's called emotional leakage, right? Uh, you can see that in Mr. Johnson. It's always a leakage of disgust somewhere along the line. In, in one of his speeches. Uh, so, yes, so we take semi-trained actors, right? And uh, that is politicians. They have a script. We know they have a script. They have rehearsed it, but they are not actors. Right?
0: So can, on, on that note, um, Clive's wondering, can we all learn to act as to look as though we're happy, even when we're not?
1: Yeah, there's an emotional leakage on your face. When you are, I mean, suppose uh, Charlotte, uh, you, are, you are trying very hard to like my talk, but as good Europeans, after 10 minutes, you lost all interest in it, right? But you are trying very hard to show interest. Uh, I'm not making it wrong. you are very interested. But that's what we do. Uh, and emotional leakage can tell. I can tell in my class, I mean, the class of 50 students learning fuzzy logic from me, I can tell within, after five or 10 minutes, the class is not picking up what I want, but they're trying to show earnestness. And that earnestness never goes. You know, you remember the lie detector tests? Well, something Mm -hmm. similar. There is something going on, so emotions are not discrete. I may show happiness, but there could be underlying anger, Mm -hmm. and that could be picked up. That's the whole point about these things, emotional leakage,
0: yeah. Um, Dan Feeney's got an interesting question here, and he says, when does informed consent and citizens' privacy interfere with this AI? Um, especially with these companies buying this um, technology. He's likened it to sort of social credit uh, system in China and the implications of scoring badly on that.
1: Absolutely. Uh, I don't think surveillance was invented by one race. We all are curious, uh, and we should, as citizens, always be aware that these technologies have a downside. Okay? Always. And what we don't do is we get carried away by the soundbites produced by these large multinational companies. If they can't give you the right soundbite, they can buy one of our politicians, and who will give the soundbites on their behalf? So we should all be very careful. We should always challenge the use of these covert surveillance machines because I, I keep on saying to people, information is organic. If you coop it up in something, it will die. So if you take covert information, it's going to die. It does not have the ecosystem to breathe, right? So yes, we can have to let one guilty free, but normally we frame 99 innocent by the use of these technologies. And that's not going to be good. One good thing which is coming up, when you're tired, your facial expressions change, your voice changes, and a machine could tell you, now you are tired and you're doing 90 miles an hour on a motorway, we should be doing. That's good. But I don't like Her Majesty's constabulary telling me, looking at my face every five minutes, mm, that would not be good. That would be intrusive. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, you know, there's very old saying, God makes grape, man makes wine, or woman makes wine. So uh, there is always, you can rot something up very quickly. I was trained the, as a nuclear physicist. We have provided the world with infinite source of energy, but we use it to kill each other. Well, I mean, I can't control that. I went to my room, did a calculation, and the thing came out I gave it to people, right? I'm not I'm just saying, yeah, please protest at the use of these technologies. They're not good because they get emotion, they get information and hide it. And if you hide the information, it dies.
0: Right, we've got um, time for probably one last question. Uh, Margaret Rogers asks, can you comment on the possible influence of cultural differences in the expression of emotions, or are muscle movements universal in their um, signalling of emotions?
1: No, no, I mean, I won't say uh, as to what happened yesterday at the Labour Party conference. If you watch political news, one MP has made a, a racial remark. It is true, we have been looking at it, and I have put in red colour in my slides. Some of the systems get confused, and when we compare the output of one system on the same videotape with another, we see differences. And then we look for statistically significant variables which can make the difference. Race comes up and gender comes up. These systems generally do not have an equal sample of men and women, so they're predominantly trained, to look at emotions of one gender, and because they were developed in Western Europe and USA, predominantly the people used in training them were of a certain race and a certain color, OK? And they have amended it, and they're trying to amend it. And they are, I won't name the companies because the university's insurance indemnity policy does not run to eight triggers uh, in compensation, but these companies are taking care of public domain software, which is, has some learning element, and the database they provide for learning is skewed. So no, there is no universal uh, panacea. I think the notion of universals was concocted by some Greek philosophers to explain uh, explain very complex things. Um, people are claiming the six discrete emotions I showed you are universals. That's also not true because we all know. There is something hot anger and cold anger, and how they are anger, or the anger, while one is hot, the other is cold. Now, as I said, uh, uh, Dr. Rogers, I listen to psychologists and linguists. I listen to everybody, talk to physiologists, then I go into my room, I write a program. Now, I don't think I can replicate psychology, linguistics, and physiology in it. And you shouldn't believe when I make such claims. You should always ask me to put, I say, and I've said it four or five times, We deal with proxies of emotion, not with emotion itself. That's purely human.
0: Well, we do have actually quite a few more interesting questions left there, and I apologize if we didn't get time for them today, but I will send them all to the professor um, with your contact details so he can get in touch with you. So thank you very much, um, Professor, for taking the time to share your work with us this morning. It was really, really interesting. And also, um, thanks to our wonderful sponsors for making these webinars possible. And of course, thank you to our audience for your time and contributions today to the conversation. Uh, Don't forget to check out our forthcoming events on our website, we've got more um, stimulating topics uh, coming up over the next week, including an in-person breakfast round table for those who work in commercial insurance. Um, And it has been a pleasure to chair this webinar with you this morning, Professor. Thank
1: you very much. Thank you. Thank you, Charlotte. Thank you, Peter. Bye bye.
0: Yeah, bye.